Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Christian Brindle and welcome to the Everything Medicare podcast. What's up, everything, Medicare, Podcast Nation? This is Christian Brindle, wherever you are and however you might be listening to me today. Thank you so much for taking the time. Every single week, me and my company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, brings you three podcast episodes where we discuss your Medicare, your Medicaid, your Social Security, and everything that has to do with that golden age called retirement. Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, week after week after week. We bring you content. This is episode 185, like I mentioned, and um, we are probably maybe about a month away from surpassing 200 episodes, and that's just such a milestone in my personal opinion, folks, and I just wanted to take the time and thank you, everybody in our audience, for supporting us from the beginning. Um, Every now and then, the show gets criticized by somebody in the audience um, that I... I rant too much, I riff, I get off topic, whatever the case might be. And, you know, I've never come on here and kind of proclaimed myself as, you know, someone that's perfect and I don't have my flaws. And that's probably one of them. Sometimes I can get a little long winded and I like to kind of, you know, tell stories to kind of that tie into this in, into the episode. Um, sometimes I don't, I suppose. But, you know, that's just what that's just who I am and what I do, you know, and this show is built on everything that we bring to the table as far as bringing Medicare content and information that you're not getting anywhere. But it's also built around me and my shortcomings as well as my my positive traits. You know, so I mean, it's it's really about one percent of the audience, from my my um, my observation, that seems to have a problem with the way we structure the show. Um, and I don't really care. You know, I mean, now if it was fifty percent of the audience or more that seem to have a problem with, you know, how we do the show and how we try to make it interesting and how we try to tie things into certain topics, then I'd probably look at it a little more closely. But, you know, I'd say for every negative comment we get or any criticism we get about how we do the show, we probably get 99 compliments in the form of reviews, emails, people we talk to on the phone. Um, so, and I greatly appreciate everybody that listens. Um, but it's just always so funny to me that, you know, for for all the, the, the praise and adulation that we get, I seem to um, notice more than anything else the criticism that we get. Like I said, it's probably 1% of the audience, 99% is incredibly supportive. But, you know, it is what it is, folks. I mean, so for me personally, some people love these episodes where I talk about my own coverage and some people can't stand them. 
Um, but I thought it would be an interesting topic because I've done, we've done so many episodes where we talk about cancer insurance. And this show is as much about me as anything else um, because, you know, it's just, it's just the way the stro- show's been structured. It's why all the other podcasts about Medicare are, are boring. I'm sorry, they're freaking boring. I mean, every now and then I'll go through and I'll listen to some, you know, some of the other, you randomly listen to one or two episodes of some of the other Medicare podcasts just to kind of see what other people are doing, you know, just trying to see what the competition's doing and, you know, if they're putting anything out of substance. And most of them aren't. Most of them are putting out, you know, infomercial-like stuff, or if they are putting out real information content, it's boring as nails. Um, That's why our show is better than everyone else's show, right? So you got to take the good with the bad, folks. Um, Anybody that's listening out there um, that, you know, doesn't like our our style, I mean, there's a lot of other Medicare podcasts. You don't have to listen, okay? Um, But anyway, folks, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get, um, back on track here about the cancer insurance. And so, like I said, some people hate this, this kind of episode. Some people love it. So we're going to keep, we're going to put them out a little bit every time I, I add a new policy to my own health insurance. And a couple of weeks back, I did an episode about short-term medical insurance for people under 65 years old. Um, things that covered for people for, you know, six months at a time, eight months at a time, 12 months at a time. There's even some programs that will cover people for over a year, up to two years even. Um, and I, I announced that I walked away from MediShare for my own health insurance and went over in that direction. And I've been very happy with it. But one thing that did concern me is that with a lot of short-term medical plans, there are, um, there are limitations as far as some things that they'll cover. You know, most notably, you know, in, in the cancer world, you know, um, they, a lot of them won't cover chemotherapy treatment and a lot of them won't cover air ambulance treatment, like if you needed to be airlifted somewhere, that kind of stuff. And those are huge expenses. Um, Granted, the plan covers everything that I feel like we're going to need, but you never know with something like cancer. So what I did was I enrolled myself, my wife, Stormy, who's 29, I'm 27, I'll be 28 this summer, and my daughter, who Violet, who will be a, a year old in a couple of weeks here, we're very excited for her, um, into, we did a group family cancer plan. And our cancer plan will pay out $20,000 per person. Now, maybe we need more, maybe we don't, but it was just a steal of a deal. The cancer plan we did is in a situation where the price will never go up, the benefits will never go down, and it's going to stay at that rate for the age we bought them at. Now, most insurances like Medicare supplements, um, but Medicare supplements do go up as you get older. It's probably not a good example, but you know things like um, final expense insurance, cancer insurance, those kind of things. They are are priced at the age you pick them up at. Same thing with something like you know um, short term care in a lot of situations, not always um, term life insurance over the course of the term. And so, since we got these policies for me, my wife, and my daughter, they're incredibly cheap. I think we're paying less than twenty bucks a month in premium for all three of us. And I like that. And so what I what I did was I picked up this policy. I picked up the policy to kind of fill in the gaps that our short-term medical policy does not cover. Now, it doesn't mean that it's perfect, but we're relatively healthy. But it's never a bad idea to have some extra protection. Now, even if you're on a plan that does cover 
um, the cancer coverage, you know, the cancer, the cancer treatment, excuse me, like a Medicare supplement or a Medicare Advantage plan. Medicare Advantage plans, I think, could use more of the cancer plans than the Medicare supplements because the Medicare supplements pay 100% of the medical, which, you know, chemotherapy and a lot of injections are considered medical treatment in the Medicare world. But the prescription side of things is where the risk lies. Um, and so with Medicare supplement people, there are prescriptions that they'll need to take that fall into the Medicare Part D plan, which could be tier five medications and potentially still be tremendously high out-of-pocket um, costs for them. I mean, I've seen some prescription, um, for some, some cancer prescriptions in the Part D world cost 2000 a month after the insurance paid. And that's a burden that a lot of people just don't want to bear. Um, we know the statistics, depending on where you look, probably one of either one out of four or one out of five. I mean, there's probably some statistics out there that are one out of three people will experience some kind of cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, it's not a plan that's obscure. What I mean by obscure is you have a more likely chance of running into it than you do a lot of other types of things. I don't think it's wasteful is basically what I'm trying to say. I think it's a good plan to have. I think everyone should consider it. Um, we've been doing a lot of short-term medical plans for people under 65, you know, um, lately, and we've been recommending the, all of them to pick up some kind of cancer plan to kind of fill in those gaps. And we explained to them thoroughly that there are some gaps in this coverage that you're going to want to take. But even people that have Medicare, I feel, should consider these things because the prescription costs in the Medicare supplement could be a killer. And on the Medicare Advantage side, the, um, you have a max out of pocket on the medical side, but do you want to have to pay your max out of pocket, whether it's five thousand a year, six thousand a year, whatever it is, depending on where you live? Uh, but you're also in a double whammy with the Medicare Advantage plan because you then have the prescription costs as in addition to that. So you're hit with the medical and the prescription costs. And a ten to twenty thousand dollar cancer plan could probably do you good. Don't go anywhere, folks. Um, I have to take a quick break. Hear from our sponsor. And we'll talk more about this in segment two. Stay right there. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for sticking with me through that break. My friend, um, Galen Hendricks, who's been a guest on this show, says it better than any person I've ever heard, so I'm going to quote her on this. Um, she says for a dollar a day, you can be covered for cancer. Dollar a day, typically, depending on how much coverage you want, of course. But you can have good protection if you're on Medicare with cancer coverage for a dollar a day. I don't think they're bad ideas to pick up. I don't think um, you, can, you can lose out tremendously. You know, I mean, if you're paying a dollar a day and paying 30 bucks a month, let's say, hypothetically speaking, you're paying $360 a year, to be protected by for, for cancer, something that, you know, we don't want to think about. And I think I said this in an episode recently that, you know, it's something that we want to be prepared for, but we don't want to have to use. Um, we'd rather, we'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Now, some of you that might be listening to this might be, you know, well off financially, and it might not it would it probably it might not break you if you had to pay those prescription costs on Medicare supplements or 
prescription costs and medical costs on Medicare Advantage, you might be all right. You might be able to pay $10,000 a year between the two. And that's fine. I probably could um, take the brunt of it, but why do that if I don't have to? For me personally, like if I can pay less than 20 bucks a month, cover my whole family, why not? And that's why I did it. I want to make sure that I'm always practicing what I preach. You know, I, I always tell people that you want dental insurance. I have dental insurance on me and my wife. I have for years and years and years. I preach that everybody should have good health insurance. I do have good health insurance in my short-term medical plan, but the biggest hole in that is the cancer coverage. I preach people should get cancer coverage, so now I have cancer coverage. I believe, folks, you know, um, there's a lot to be said in terms of, you know, somebody that tells other people to do something but doesn't do it themselves. Um, I spend a lot of money on insurance every month between, you know, homeowners to car insurance to, you know, errors and emissions insurance from, from me being an insurance agent, a licensed insurance broker, um, life insurance. Talked about that in depth on this show. Um, but, you know, uh, business insurance for my business, you know, um, we're, we're very heavily insured in the Christian Brindle household because I practice what I preach. You know, I have a million dollars in life insurance on me. I have life insurance on my daughter just in case it's, I mean, I'm not, not, I mean, I would be devastated and I would never recover and I'd never move on if anything ever happened to my daughter, but I'd rather it's a, it comes back to this. I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. So I have some life insurance on my daughter. It's like 20 bucks a year because she was, she was 14 days old when, when we, when we, when I took out the policy, it's because I like knowing that no matter what happens to me, no matter what happens to my family, we are going to be taken care of. Um, we have good homeowners insurance. Our house is covered. It's protected. We have really good car insurance. We both have, you know, I talk about this a lot in the insurance funnel about how I'm covered and kind of, you know, I break it down and use myself as an example time and time again. But... um. It's, it's, it's something that I believe heavily in, you know, to practice what I preach and, you know, our vehicles are covered very well. Um, I'm covered for my business very well. We have very good dental insurance. In fact, I'm probably going to change ours pretty soon to this new one that just came out. Um, but yeah, folks, I write all my own plans unless I'm not licensed to I'm not licensed to, to do homeowners insurance or car insurance. It's just not what I do. But I make sure I'm very well covered for that. But I wrote all of our life insurance policies. I wrote all of our health insurance, cancer insurance, life insurance, all that stuff. You know, I wrote it. I practice what I preach. I spend a lot of money on premiums to make sure that we're protected because I really do believe everything that we say. Folks, thanks so much for um, taking some time with me today. Um, this is kind of a shorter episode, but um, on Monday we have an interview coming out. I know a lot of you love the interviews. So make sure that you tune in for that. Um, it's going to be really, really good. Um, and I hope everybody's staying safe. I hope everybody's, you know, um, doing well and this finds you doing well. And to, to kind of reference, you know, what I talked about at the beginning of the episode, I don't hate or dislike any of the people that, that complain about the show. I'm just happy that you're listening, whether you like it or not. I'm happy to have you here. 
and I never want it to come across like I don't. I just, um, <clears throat> we put a lot into the show. I put my blood, sweat, and tears into this show. And it's easy for me to get a little bit sensitive about people criticizing our content because I know it's better than any other content out there. And I really, truly do believe that. There is no show like this. There is no podcast like this. The other Medicare podcasts are snores compared to ours. And that's just the way that it is. Um, I'm, and this is what you know. you, the audience, need to understand. You need to bear with me on this. No matter what kind of content we do, no matter what kind of episodes and topics we talk about, not everyone is going to be happy with it. There's absolutely, positively nothing we can do with the audience size that we've built up that can please everybody. Because everybody's looking for something different. Everybody prefers something different what, about what, what, I, what I talk about. If I talk about Medicare Advantage, there's people that are mad I'm not talking more about Medicare Supplements. If I talk about Medicare Supplements, there's more people mad that I'm not talking about Medicare Advantage. If I go into depth um, using my analogies and telling stories to try to tie into a topic, there's people that are mad that I'm not quote-unquote getting to the point. If I stop doing that, 90 plus percent of our audience will leave because it will be boring. So I can't win. We're just going to keep doing the best kind of show that we can. Um, and whoever listens, listens. But we must be doing something right because our audience is enormous. We love and appreciate every single one of you. And um, thank you for going with me on, on this journey the last couple of years. This show has been... You know, you, uh, if, if any, any of you that have been listening since day one in 2018, I'm sure you've seen me change and grow over the years. I like, you know, putting myself out there and making things personal a little bit because it makes, it makes what we're talking about real. Thanks so much for watching, folks. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, thanks so much for listening. If you're listening on the audio version, we'll be back with you with another episode on Monday. You won't want to miss it. Take care. Have a wonderful weekend.